Hello there and welcome to the Bright Living Podcast, a podcast where we explore tools and techniques to live a more luminous life. I'm Emma and I will be your host today. How do you think about the future? How do you feel about it? Do you feel energized when you think about the future? Do you feel your heart dropping to the floor and hopelessness? When you are facing difficult times and when the news is coming towards us with lots of negativity, we might want to brace ourselves. We might want to put on the protection of pessimism. And thinking hopefully about our lives might sound like something very difficult to do or something naive. Some of us may feel like we even have to let go of our dreams. Like envisioning a beautiful life for ourselves is selfish in some way, especially in times of uncertainty or when others are suffering. So in today's episode, we're going to explore what is the best way to think about the future? How do we approach the future without being naive, overly optimistic, but also without canceling our joy while keep building on our potential? How do we prepare for the future with discernment while at the same time keeping the faith and the hope? First of all, I'd like to speak on the idea of futures instead of just future. When we think about the future, we might consider that there is only one single future that awaits us and we are moving in a linear time about to meet that future. But the truth is that the future is not yet set in stone. It is instead a multitude of possibilities, depending on so many factors. The futures are somehow in the field, and the combination of those futures will be the one that you meet. Now, if you ask yourself, how can I feel hopeful about the future? Consider this, there's no particular future that awaits you, but the future that you are going to meet is to some extent the one that you are going to build and the one that you are going to choose. And you may probably ask, is it safe to feel hopeful about the future? With everything going on, isn't it naive to still dream about my life, to still work on my own dreams, to still envision the future that I would like? I completely understand if some factors like the financial crisis, the pandemic, or other things going on, are discouraging you from the future that you would like to envision. I completely understand if some part of you would like to dream big about your future, but another part of you wants to not be disillusioned. So what I suggest today in this episode is not a hopeful attitude about the future, but an optimistic one, a radically optimistic one. Not naive, not lacking discernment, but optimistic. Hopeful means that you are passive and you hope something will happen. Hopeful means that things are predetermined and it's a bit fatalistic. I am here waiting for things to happen and I am hopeful that things that happen will be good. Now, hope is a beautiful thing, but to put all of our energy in just hope might feel a bit too much for us right now. Instead of hope, I want to suggest optimism. Optimistic thinking means trusting that everything is working out. Everything will work out. Optimism means that you acknowledge the resources, the potential that is there in your life. 
Optimism means that you trust that life has a way of making everything work out. And at the same time, you take action. Optimism drives you, is a force that drives you forward to take the necessary action for your life. The worst strategy that you can adopt in difficult times is pessimism. Pessimism means that you disregard all the resources and all the potential that is there and that you submit to a reality that has more or less to do with you, such a financial crisis. Optimistic thinking doesn't always have to be hopeful. Hope is somehow submitting, while optimism is trust. Now, first of all, radical optimism says, I am going this way, I want to go this way, and I'm going that way no matter what. And radical optimism says, whatever comes, I know that I have it in me, I have the resources to deal with it. And this gives you energy, and the energy that you get is putting you in a much better position than before to deal with whatever comes your way. So planning for a good future puts us in a position to have more energy right now that can prepare us for the best future that we want to meet. Now you may ask, what's the sweet spot between planning and keeping in mind the worst, like putting money aside for dark days? What's the sweet spot between that and organizing yourself around optimism? Isn't being optimistic going to cause you to be lazy? Isn't being optimistic going to cause you to not plan? And this is what I'd like to explain more on the kind of optimism that most spiritual traditions actually encourage and the kind of optimism that you will feel safe in. The concept of trusting the universe is very common in spirituality. At the same time, the concept of planning for the worst is very common in the rational world. Could it be that both worlds are right? And what's the sweet spot? What's the sweet spot between trusting the universe and making it happen, taking action? The truth is that no amount of universal magic works without you working, without you moving energy. The universe gives potential, but action gives fire. Action is moving the energy in the direction that you want. The universe gives the right... Let's say that the universe is like a ground, full of potential, full of minerals. But you are the one planting. Because in the laws of nature, there's a law of free will. So waiting around to see what the future holds or what the universe has in store for us is incomplete, is an incomplete view of the world. And what's missing from this view is you. Is you taking action. Meditation or other tools to work with the energy to manifest, they are setting the energy clear and they are giving the right context, they are giving the right conditions, they are setting the set. But ultimately, you're the one on the stage, you're the one bringing things in motion. Now, what does this mean for planning our future? It means that we are not going to get into this idealistic mindset, almost fatalistic, this mindset of come what may, we're not going to give in to that. We will prepare for the best while having an alternative for the rest. Prepare for the best, have an alternative for the rest. Not everything will be best or worst, but keeping in mind what we cannot control will only drain us the energy that we could put in building the things that we want and making an impact. 
We might even question our impact. What's the point in my doing this beautiful humanitarian project that I want to do if everything in the world is not okay? What's the point in me building the beautiful life that I want for myself if other people are suffering? Keeping in mind always what you cannot control only drains the energy for you to take action and to be impactful in your field, in your own area, in your own life, in your own family, in your own house and home. Sometimes the most illuminated thing that we can do is to water the plants, is to wash the dishes, is to go to sleep early, is to move our bodies, is to take care of our animals, of our kids. Some people overly prepare for the worst while not considering the best. But what if the future does hold something great for you? Why not prepare for greatness no matter what? Yes, keep in mind what might not work, but prepare for greatness at the same time. I personally consider myself an extremely hopeful person. I consider myself courageous and a risk taker. And I, with all of that, I still lock the door at night. I still check if I turned off the oven before I leave the house. But it doesn't make me a non-optimistic person. It means that I have discernment. It means that I am taking care of my well-being. I am present in my life. And I'm not acting from a place of fear, but a place of discernment. And fear and discernment are very, very different. Fear holds a lot of negative charge to it, while discernment holds some relevant action without the charge, without the consuming energy that comes with fear. Discernment is in our best interest. Discernment helps us survive. But we don't just want to survive, do we? We want to thrive. So how exactly do we achieve this state of inner safety and at the same time prepare to thrive in our future? Well, once we cover the survive part and we feel safe enough, we can check that box and move on to thrive. We need to spend just the right amount of time in order to organize our survival, to check our most basic needs according to our discernment, and then move on and live prepared to live our life to the fullest. For example, survive. Have a financial strategy to cover your expenses in case you lose your job or your business doesn't work. Thrive. Think beyond your 9 to 5 and think how you could best bring your talents to the world while also be compensated for it. Survive. Learn how to react in case of an earthquake or other natural disasters. Be informed about it. Be prepared for it know what to do in case of it. Thrive. Stop wasting your energy on all the disasters that could happen at any time and move on to live your life as if nothing happens because a real disaster would be you wasting your life always thinking about a disaster that might come. Survive. Be mindful of your expenses, have a budget, keep track of your spending. Thrive. From time to time, afford to make a purchase that you really like, especially if it's helping your health, your mental health, or it's connecting you more to yourself. Survive. Do your annual medical checkup, eat healthily, take care of your body to the best of your possibility. Thrive. Stop worrying about your health and instead enjoy your life and body to the fullest. Plan for the best health you can have and take that trip, go that marathon, or some other thing that you want to challenge your body with. Can you see where I'm going? Make sure to survive, but then think about thriving. I remember a time of my life 
when I was a lot about thriving and I had many, many, many big ideas in my mind about how I would get very far in life at some point. And even though that pushed me forward and helped me get in really beautiful circumstances, I hadn't taken care of the survive part yet. So I didn't have a financial plan, I didn't have a budget. And in time, life showed me that this is necessary. It is necessary to be very grounded. But many people are already very grounded and they feel something is missing. And with the news of a financial crisis or a social crisis, they're having a really hard time planning for an even better future, envisioning a free life, a beautiful, bright life. What about you? How do you plan for the best possible future for yourself? Do you think you have the right to plan for the best possible future? Are you covered on the survival side and are ready now to think big for your life? Can you start being radically optimistic and believe in the awesomeness of your future, even in difficult times? The future will come, or, or the futures <laughs> will come anyway. Why not build to the best of our ability? Why not envision and imagine and then start building? It's not naive. It's not ignoring everything that is going on. It just means, like a statement, that with everything going on, I'm choosing to move forward in my life. With everything going on and I'm aware of everything going on, I still have the right to build my life the way that I want it. With everything going on, I am preparing myself, being mindful of the worst, but I'm spending most of my energy building for the best. And being optimistic gives me energy, gives me resources, makes me acknowledge what is already there. So if the universe is the land in a garden, extremely potent, I'm stepping into that garden and I'm planting the seed that I want. I'm controlling what I can. I put the water, I put there some nourishment, and then I leave nature to do its job. And this reminds me of a really beautiful saying. If the world ended tomorrow, I would still plant my tree. So what are the trees that you want to plant in your life? Let's do a short imagination exercise together. You may relax your body or pause this audio and come back to it when you feel like reflecting some more. Let's imagine together right now. How does the best possible future look like for you? Imagine yourself walking on a line made of light. And you are walking gently on that line. And as you are walking, you are stepping into the best possible future. What does it look like? How are you feeling in that future? How do you look like in this image? And keep walking. Who are you surrounded by? How do you spend your time? And let yourself know that this is completely, completely possible. You are deserving of this amazing future. And it is possible, even with everything going on in the world. So as you come back to this moment, and you've met one possible future for yourself, ask yourself, what is one action that I can take right now towards that future? Now take a deep breath in. Gently exhale out. I hope you meet the most amazing possible future for yourself. Thank you so much for being here. Let me know if you have any questions on this topic. Any thoughts? I'm sending you all my love and I'll see you next time.